going to open the word of the Lord today. If you need a headset or Spanish translation, that is available. And uh, you can get the pick the headset up in the back corner to my left. I'm going to read today from Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to read 11 verses. And uh, looking at the time, we may not finish all of those. If you would remain standing for just a moment. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 says, you were dead because of your sins, because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive in Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. I'm just going to stop right there, and if we get to the rest of it, I will do that as we go. But would you lift your voices right now, your hearts in prayer. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for taking away that old nature. Thank you for delivering us from the powers of this world. We give you praise for it. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. I've referenced this before, and you may be somewhat familiar with this. And I'll go ahead and give you my title. I'm going to preach today on Walk in Freedom. Walk in Freedom. But there is a story that is told of a young elephant that from just a few hours old, it was chained to a stake in the ground. This stake was quite large and quite deep, and the chain was fairly stout and heavy, and at that young and early age, the elephant was not able to pull the stake from the ground. That he would reach the end of that chain, and it would catch his foot, and Sometimes he would stumble, other times he would fall to the ground, and over time the elephant began to learn how far he could maneuver around that stake, and he could go in a circle, but he could only go so far because the stake would hold him, the stake would pull him back, and the, the stake and the chain would cause pain, and so he learned not to go too far, to pull too hard. And as the elephant grew, the shackle binding his leg would grow in size, but the stake didn't get any bigger, and the chain was no bigger, and the chain was no longer. But they would continue to use that same stake and chain to hold him in place. But by the time the elephant was full grown, had he understood his power and had he understood that he was stronger than the stake and he was stronger than he was when he was just born that he could have pulled the stake from the ground but he did not do that because he remembered the pain and he remembered his past and he remembered the times when he would pull against it and it would chafe his leg and it would cause him to stumble it would cause him to fall you and I sit here as redeemed people, people who have been born again, and 
Ultimately, what that means is that we have been set free from the law of sin and death. We have been set free from our old path, and we have been set free from our old ways. And surely the, the text is true when it says, He that the Son has set free is free indeed. So we are no longer bound by sin, and we are no longer bound by the, the shackles and the things that bound us and held us and kept us from being free, but sometimes we don't walk in the freedom that God has provided for us and the freedom that he has achieved through the death on the cross and the freedom that was achieved when we were born again, when we repented of our sins and we were buried in the waters of baptism and we had our sins washed away and we, we were filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit evidence with speaking in other tongues. We don't always walk in that freedom, but we sometimes live as though we are still bound and we live as though we are still shackled to our past. We act just like the elephant being held back by something that should not be able to hold us back, being shackled by something and held by something that we have already broken. In our series on Colossians, we've looked at our the response that they had to the gospel and the response that you and I should have to the gospel. And we were blessed to be a blessing. And the fact that spiritual growth and maturity comes after our salvation, that God wants us to grow. He doesn't want us to stay the same. He doesn't want us to remain where we are. We look at the fact that the gospel works. It is an effectual gospel. It is a gospel that delivers. It is a gospel that saves. It is good news that will change your life, change your destiny, and send you on the way to heaven. Paul would then talk about the preeminence of Christ, that Jesus is over everything. And we see this even echoed in the text that I read today. And we look then at the fact that we have to stand firm in Christ, that it's not a one-time event of faith. It's not just coming to Him on a Sunday morning and, and committing our life to Him, and then we walk away. And never to enter his presence again, never to talk to him again, but it is standing firm in Christ and in our relationship with Jesus. And last week, looked at walking in Christ. Today, we're going to look, as you see on the screen, and I've already mentioned about walking in freedom. But understand this, that Jesus has delivered us from sin and death. Therefore, it is incumbent upon us to walk in the freedom that he has purchased. Look at your neighbor, or look at two or three neighbors, and tell them, I am free today. I have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. The first thing I want to look at, and maybe it's the only thing we'll look at today, we'll see what time permits, but is this, that we are to walk in freedom from our past. Everybody in this room has a past. For some of us, we are proud of our past. Others, not so proud of our past. For some, we're proud of pieces of our past, but maybe not all of it. Or, but all of us have a past. And what Paul would write here in Colossians 2, and he would say, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. You were bound by those sins and you were encumbered with those sins. But then God made you alive with Christ. 
for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, through that death of Jesus on the cross and by nailing our sins to the cross, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. There's so much good information in this passage, but, but understand regardless of our past and regardless of whether or not we are proud of our past or not, all of us were dead in sin. That every person in this room, even if you're living for God and you've been doing that for some 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 years, all of us were dead in sin. We were, in fact, the Bible would say we were born sinners. That we were not only born with the propensity to sin, and that means that we were born with that, that inclination to sin, but we were born as sinners. We've talked about this before. You don't have to teach a little child to sin. They're born sinners. It doesn't matter how cute they look and how cuddly they are. Everybody is born a sinner. Because the sin of Adam is passed on through the bloodline. And so we are all born guilty of sin and because of that guilt of sin, we're also born and we're fallen because of the sin of Adam and Eve. We're fallen people. We have a fallen nature. We're born with that, not only the guilt of sin, but the inclination of sin, which is why that cute little cuddly child, before the age of one, will look at you and tell you no. <laughs> they will look at you and know what you want them to do and refuse to do it. And it doesn't change as they get older. You tell them, do not touch this. And they will look you right in the eye and reach out and touch it. Just reach out and touch that plug or stick a fork in the outlet or touch the stove or whatever it is. Not, they don't understand the consequences of that. They just know that you told them to do something and they don't want to do it. We are born to disobedient. We're, we're not... We don't have to be taught how to do that. We're born sinners. And we are, Paul would say, we were dead because of this sin nature. But God canceled the record of our sins. The list of all the sins that we had done until that point. The list of all the sins that had been at work in our lives. That when we came to Jesus Christ, he canceled out the record of our sins. The specific idea here of of the record that Paul is referring to, it's, it would be like a debtor's signature. If you go and get a loan on something, you sign a piece of paper and you signify that you owe a certain amount of money. And what he refers to here in the word that is used, it is like the debtor's signature. You owed this penalty for the sins. But Jesus canceled all of the record of your sins. He paid it in full and he nailed it to the cross. Aren't you thankful that we don't have to pay the penalty for our sins? That what we used to owe, and we don't have to pay it anymore, but Jesus paid it all, as the song would say. One of my favorite verses, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Wages, what we earn, wages, what should be paid, and what we deserve is death. But Jesus gives us 
eternal life. It is his free gift. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And when we come to him and we, we repent and we are in the waters of baptism, we're filled with his spirit, he canceled the record of our sin. He canceled what we owe, and he did it on the cross. Paul makes an interesting transition here when he says, Our sins. He says, you were dead. But he took away our sins. He puts himself in that same category that it wasn't just your sins and it wasn't just you being dead and trespasses and sins, but all of us were. And when we come to Jesus, he takes away all of our sins. And aren't you glad that you don't have to pay what you owe. But the sins of the past, we don't have to pay for them. The sins that we committed when we were younger, we don't have to pay for them. But Jesus paid that price for them. And, and I, in witnessing to people and talking to people about the gospel and talking to people about salvation... It's important for everybody to understand this simple truth that every sin gets paid for. Every sin has to be paid for. There are no sins that are unpaid. There are no debts that we owe to God that go unpaid. But when Jesus went to the cross, he paid the penalty for those sins and if we come into a relationship with him, the payment for those sins is taken away. The payment of sins that he paid, he wipes out our debt and he takes what we have owed and he covers that. But for those who don't come into a relationship with Jesus, the, the scriptures are clear. They will pay for their own sin. Every sin gets paid for. Every debt has to be paid. The question is, Will Jesus pay your debt or will you? And the only way to ensure that he pays our debt is to come into that saving relationship with him and to make him Lord of our lives. And when he does that, he takes away that past record of our sins and he has taken away our sin nature. And so we no longer have to give in to the past. We no longer have to give in to sin. What Jesus, what Paul would write here in verse 15 when he says, in this way or through the cross, he, Jesus, disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. That when Jesus went to the cross, he disarmed Satan. Paul is using military language here, using the language of the first century as it relates to warfare. That he went, took away the weapons of the enemy to hold us back. And he took away the weapons of Satan to keep us from living for Jesus. He took away his power. He took away all of his armor. And if, you, if you've seen modern combat, man, there are all kinds of helmets and Kevlar, I mean... 
They're, they're well protected, first century. You're probably familiar. You've seen Roman soldiers in plays, and they've got a helmet, and they've got a breastplate, and they've got guards on their legs, and they've got a shield. And what he says is, I took away all of that, that Jesus took it all away when he went to the cross and he paid for your sin and mine. But not only did he do that, but he did another, Paul would reference this, another first century practice that he shamed the spiritual rulers of this world publicly and it made a display of them. And the way that would go in the first century is you would march back to Rome and you would have a big triumphal procession. And the enemy, the generals, the leaders of the opposing army would be paraded through the street as captives. Defeated foes. What Paul would say is that Jesus on the cross, he disarmed our enemy. And he publicly put him to shame because of the cross. Because of that, we don't have to walk bound by our past, but we can walk in freedom from our past. So many people are, they live life with the memories of the past and the patterns of the past and the habits of the past. My family was like this. Everybody in my family's been addicted to drugs, or everybody in my family, they've been an alcoholic. But when you come to Jesus, the past is gone. It doesn't really matter what they were. It doesn't matter what you have been. But we can walk in freedom from our past. And I would tell you, not only should we walk in freedom Or can we walk in freedom from our past, but we must walk in freedom from our past. Because if we live like we did in the past, we will return to where we used to be. That if we don't make the break and we we don't pull up the stake as the elephant did not do, if we don't deliver and get away from that, we'll just be living in that little circle bound by the past, living like we used to be, doing the same things over and over, but... We serve a God who has delivered us from our past if we will choose to walk in that freedom. And I'm going to skip the remainder of my points and cut ahead to my conclusion. God has called us to walk in freedom. He has called us to live a life that's pleasing How do we do that? How do we walk in freedom? How can we not give in to the past? I would tell you that the way in which we we do not live in the past is we live in the present with Jesus. And that means that we spend time in His Word consistently. That means we spend time in prayer consistently. That means that we walk with Him consistently. It has been said that it is easy 
to live for God when you serve Him hard. That when you put all of your energy and your effort into serving Him, it makes walking with Jesus easy. But when Jesus gets the leftovers of our life, when Jesus gets just a little piece here and a little piece there, it makes it difficult for us to serve Him and to walk in freedom. I would venture to say there are people in this room who are living as though they're bound. Living as though they haven't found Jesus. But you don't have to live that way anymore. You can live in peace. You can live in joy. You can live in righteousness. So my call to you today is this. Lay down your past. Lay down the guilt of the past and lay down the shame of the past and lay down the habits of the past and lay down the thoughts of the past and celebrate Jesus in the present and boldly and confidently walk in the plan that God has for you. It's not in my notes, but it has been echoing in my heart the last couple of days. And I've preached a message about this before, but we are to seek first the kingdom. Three little words. Seek first the kingdom, except it's four. The littlest word I just give. Four little words. Maybe that's why I should put it in my notes. Seek first the kingdom. That means to make the kingdom of God the priority. That means to make the kingdom of God first in every decision. That means to make the kingdom of God first in your calendar. That means to make the kingdom of God first in your day. Not just, and it's not necessarily about spending the most time, but it's about the priority and the status of where the kingdom is in your life. I seek first the kingdom, so I do these activities. I seek first the kingdom, so I, I don't do these things. I seek first the kingdom, so I pray. I seek first the kingdom so I read my Bible. I seek first the kingdom so I abstain from those things over there that are not helpful to my walk with Jesus. I, I seek first the kingdom so relationships that I'm in I, I pull back from or, or I intentionally get in relationships because I'm seeking first the kingdom. I seek first the kingdom so I work this job but I don't work that one because it would keep me from the house of God. I seek first the kingdom in every area, it is what He has called us to do. 
And if we are to walk in freedom, we must seek first the kingdom. To put Him first in everything. Because if we don't, 30 years down the road when we've been serving Jesus for a long time, we'll still find ourselves chained to a stake bound by our past living like we've not been redeemed and living like we're not righteous living like he has not taken our sins away but you don't have to live that way you can lay down all of the difficulties of the past everything that would weigh you down everything that would cause you shame and guilt you can put it all aside and celebrate freedom in Jesus Would you stand together right now? Would you just ask the Lord to help you to walk in freedom and to live like he wants you to to live and to walk like he wants you to walk? Jesus, we want to serve you. We want to please you in everything that we do. God, we want to please you and to serve you, to live and walk in the freedom that you have purchased on the cross, to live in the freedom that you provide and only you provide, Lord. We praise you today, Jesus. We praise you today. God, we're not going to go back to the past. We're not going to live like we used to, but we're going to walk in the freedom that comes from you, the freedom that only you can give. And we're going to celebrate that freedom, and we're going to walk in boldness, and we're going to walk in liberty.